Hey everybody, so today I am doing something that my friend Sarah did on her podcast, which is Sockman Studios. She talked about all of the Disney Channel original movies and ranked them in a way, and I was like, oh my god, why haven't I done that before? So, I'm stealing it. Thanks so much, Sarah. Um, she, the way that she did it is she talked by year and then kind of picked the best one from each year. The way I did it is I picked all the ones that I've seen and I ranked them as best as I could in an order that made the most sense to me. So some of these are probably a little interchangeable. You could swap one out for the other as far as the ranking goes, but I thought this would be really fun. It also makes me want to go back and rewatch a lot of these and it also makes me want to watch all of the ones that I haven't seen even though I feel like the ones I haven't seen I haven't seen because they didn't look good so I don't know but anyway I thought this was super fun and it like awoke like all these memories in me and it was a grand old time so enjoy so some of these I have a ton of notes on and some of these I have like no notes on it just kind of depends the First one is, or let's see, my husband gets mad when I don't number things. So number 58, but what's going to happen is I'm going to end up not having 58 because I think I have 58 movies and then what's going to happen is it's not actually going to be 58 so the numbers aren't going to work out, but we'll try it. Number 58 is Hounded. This is a movie from 2001. It had Taj Mahri in it, Shia LaBeouf and Sarah Paxton, which I don't remember Shia LaBeouf or Sarah Paxton being in this movie, so... Maybe Shia LaBeouf was the kid who owned the dog. I don't know. It's basically about like this like prized dog or something that follows them home and they're trying to get it back, but it's kind of like a little bit of a crazy dog. I don't know. Um, I don't remember anything about this movie other than it being stupid, so I don't know. Sarah Paxton shows up on this list quite a few times. Taj Mowry, I think, is in one other movie, but um, he wasn't really in all of the DCOMs. You would think so, but he wasn't. Number 57 is Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. This was from 2003. This movie I feel like like High School Musical kind of ripped off because it's kind of the same concept. It's this guy who plays baseball, but he also wants to be a chef and he can't do both. It was not that good from what I can remember. I don't remember being excited about it in any sort of way. Um, Orlando Brown was in this movie. He is the boy from That's a Raven. But other than that, it was just kind of like, Okay, whatever. High School Musical did it better for sure. The 56th movie is Sepsister from Planet Weird. This is from 2000. It's been a very long time and I barely, barely remember this. This girl's mom ends up marrying an alien who also has a daughter, so she gets a stepsister. Um, I think this inspired, I'm not sure, I, I don't honestly know the years, but I think it inspired So Weird or it has some of the same characters as So Weird which I also didn't watch. Um, I don't remember really anything about this, but I remember it being kind of cringy because it was just like awkward. So yeah. Um, number 55 is all of the Halloween Town movies. So get your groans out now. I watched all the Halloween Town movies for the first time last year because I had never watched them. And the reason I had never watched them was because I had a feeling they weren't very good and I was correct in that assessment. But I forced myself to watch them last year during like October because I wanted to give them a shot and it was a waste of like six hours of my life. So 
Halloween Town came out in 1998. Halloween Town 2 Calabars of Revenge came out in 2001. Halloween Town High came out in 2004. Return to Halloween Town came out in 2006. And that is the one that had Sarah Paxton in it. The rest have Kimberly J. Brown. Um, that's all I have to say. I don't mind Kimberly J. Brown. She's a little quirky and annoying for me. Um, somebody told me I look like her and I hate it. I hate it. Um, but I honestly kind of prefer the Sarah Paxton version, which I know is not a popular opinion. So, um, yeah, these movies are garbage and I hate them. And yeah, um, very similarly, I rewatched the Twitches movies. We already forgot what number we're at. So sorry, Tommy. Um, Twitches came out in 2005 and Twitches 2 came out in 2007. This is Tia and Tamara Maori. They're twin witches that were separated at birth. The storyline is very similar to Sister Sister, just they have powers in this one. Um, they even, like, bump into each other in a store the same way that they do in Sister Sister. So, I think that's what they were going for, but I don't know. Um, these I remember liking a little bit more. My sister had these movies and I feel like I watched them a lot with her, but... They're really not that good upon rewatching them last year, so that's why they are so low. The next one is H-E Double Hockey Sticks from 1999. So, I could not do this list without including some of the movies that aired on The Wonderful World of Disney. I think this was like ABC Family before they changed to like Freeform, I think. Um, they had this thing called the Wonderful World of Disney for like years, for like from like the 80s or something all the way through like, I don't know. They had it for a long time, but that is where like my um, my date with the president's daughter and Wish Upon a Star and those kind of movies came in. And you are crazy if you think that I was not going to include those in this list. So H-E Double Hockey Sticks is one of those movies from the wonderful world of Disney. They're basically the same thing as Disney Channel original movies. I don't know why they weren't also included, but whatever. Um, it stars Will Friedle and Matthew Lawrence, who both played in Boy Meets World. I think this was after Boy Meets World. And Gabrielle Union is also in this movie, which I think is fun. I don't remember that at all. But it was like this devil in training is sent up to the surface to steal the soul of a hockey player. I don't know. I don't remember anything about this movie. I just remember kind of like the previews and being interested because Wilfred L. and Matthew Lawrence were in this movie. It's based on an opera that was based on a German folktale that was basically about like the devil just being too devilish, whatever that means. And um, yeah, I don't know. But Matthew Lawrence is on this list a ton as well. The Lawrence brothers were like King Supreme for Disney Channel original movies. So this is not the end of Matthew Lawrence and Wilfred Dell actually is in My Date with the President's Daughter. So he'll be back too. The next movie is Princess of Thieves from 2001. This was another wonderful world of Disney movie and I owned this movie for some reason. I think because it has Keira Knightley in it and I think my dad had a thing for Keira Knightley like every other man in the world. I have never liked Keira Knightley for some reason. She just annoys the shit out of me. Um, she's one of my husband's favorite like actresses too so it's like ugh. Um, anyway we watched Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time this year and when we were watching it, I was like, I have vivid memories of her playing a pirate and she doesn't play a pirate in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I mean, maybe like later on she does, but I, I was like, there's no way it was, um, any later because she gets older as the movies go on. And I was like, I just, I feel like I've seen like scenes of her as a pirate. And then I realized it was, I've seen her play 
Robin Hood, like a thief, like a, you know, bandit or whatever the hell that is. So that is the memory that I had. And I realized like, that's where it was. So this movie, she's just like avenging Robin Hood or something. I don't know. Um, she's also like in a relationship with Stephen Moyer from True Blood. His character in this movie is a prince. And it's interesting because he's 16 years older than her and she was playing in this movie as like a teenager I think so that's disgusting I feel like this happens to Keira Knightley a lot like she was only like 19 or something in um Love Actually and she was with someone that was much older it's just kind of like I don't know um but also it was like there was a quote or a trivia thing that was like he was 16 years older than Keira Knightley and um his wife Anna Paquin is only three years older than Keira Knightley and I was like that's 13 years. I think I knew that, but that is such a gap. But I mean, more power to them because they're still together. Love it. Love that for them. But um, that is quite a gap. The next one is You Wish from 2003. This is um, about a teenager who accidentally wishes his like little brother away. Um, this stars AJ Troth from Even Stevens. He was Twitty. And then Lilane from Lizzie McGuire. And Spencer Breslin plays the little brother. He's in a lot of these as the little brother. Spencer Breslin used to get on my fucking nerves, but whatever. He's just a kid. I don't know why I have such beef. Um, This is, like, this, I remember this movie specifically is when I was like, Disney Channel original movies are not the same. Like, I, 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 they started to taper off and I started to not care anymore. Because I remember seeing, like, the trailer for this and just being, like, very underwhelmed and then I remember watching this and being very underwhelmed so it just like didn't get good from there so anything after 2003 probably wasn't like super great um the next one is mom's got a date with a vampire from 2000 these kids are grounded so they get their mom to get out of the house by getting her on a date with this guy and this guy ends up being a vampire I don't know. I feel like it's like just like a very silly movie. The mom is Caroline Ray who played Aunt Hilda on Sabrina and I loved her in Sabrina. I feel like that's like her perfect role but I feel like anything else I just can't take her seriously because she's just so silly. She just has such a like funny like way about her that it's just like I just don't take anything she says seriously and it's just like it just makes the whole thing silly, especially because, like, he's a vampire. It's just, like, a very silly, comical kind of vampire. So the vampire is played by Charles Shaughnessy from The Nanny. And then the oldest daughter, Laura Vandervoort, I was like, why do I know her? She just recently played on an episode of The Handmaid's Tale. This season, it's, like, one of the – she's, like, in a garden or a greenhouse or something, and she's, like, helping June get out before she gets out or something. <clears throat> Spoiler alert. And she's been in a bunch of random stuff over the years, but, um, that is where I most recently have seen her. The next one is the Even Stevens movie from 2003. I was not a big fan of Even Stevens. I wanted to, I really liked the actors, but it was so obnoxious. So it was something that I would watch, but I wouldn't stop my life for. They go on vacation in this movie and it's just not great. It was the series finale for the show, which I think is how they should have ended all of the Disney Channel shows at that time. Like, that's a Raven, Lizzie McGuire, etc, etc. I know that they did the Lizzie McGuire movie, which I didn't include in this because that was like a, that went to theaters, right? Like, that was a big movie. Um, But, like, I think that's great. Like, if there's a way that they can do it where you don't have to like contextually watch the show to understand the movie, but like it also ties up the show in a way I think that's awesome so 
that's what the case was with this movie. The working title for this was The Stevens Get Even. Why did they deny that opportunity? Like, the Even Stevens movie? Okay. But The Stevens Get Even? Like, that's great. The next movie is Ride on Track, which is also from 2003. It's about two sisters who are race car drivers, and it's based on a true story, which I found out a lot of these movies are based on true stories, which I guess makes sense because they, that's how, like, Disney movies work. Like, Disney movies, they find, like, a story, and then they make a movie out of it. So I guess it makes sense that a lot of these original movies were, oh, here's this story, blah, 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 and then they make a movie out of it. So Ride on Track was a movie starring Beverly Mitchell and Brie Larson. It is so funny. Nobody paid attention to Brie Larson until Captain Marvel, which I haven't even seen that movie yet, but um, nobody knew who she was, I feel like. And then people just keep being like mind blown every time they find out she was in something and she was in so much stuff. My dogs are totally not cooperating. What else is new? Um, So I know that there's a scene um, she's one of the mean girls from 13 going on 30 and that was like, oh my gosh, or yeah, it was her. It was her and also Ashley Benson, I think were the mean girls, but she's also the younger sister in this movie. And I vividly remember Beverly Mitchell, but I couldn't have told you who the younger girl was. And so then when I was looking at it, I was like, oh my God, it's Brie Larson. So I think that's fun. And then, um, the real girls that this story was based on are the stunt doubles for this movie. So I think that's fun. This movie was just like, so, so I understand what they were trying to do, or I understand like the point of the story, but it just wasn't that interesting. It's race car driving. The next one is Read It and Weep from 2006. This is a movie with Kay and Danielle Panabaker. Disney was lit for sisters. If you had a sister, Disney wanted you. Um, this is about a girl that wonders what it would be like to be popular. And she dreams up this like alter ego. And then she ends up turning it into a story. And the story propels her into this like celebrity status, like celebrity style popularity. So um which one's the older sister Danielle Panabaker I think she is this like alter ego is and like those things are kind of silly it's like the animated character on Lizzie McGuire um don't love that but I did really love like the journaling aspect she had this really cool like high-tech journaling thing that I was always obsessed with and um I just remember liking this movie for like those aspects I also think I mixed this movie up a little bit with the girl um Emily Osment who played Lily on Hannah Montana she was in that movie Cyberbullied and I think I always mix these two movies up so I think I boosted this up a little bit because of that but I did really like this movie back then as much as I can remember the next movie is The Other Me from 2000. This is a movie starring Andy Lawrence. He creates a clone for himself when he's working on a science experiment. And like I said, the Lawrence brothers are going to pop up a lot on this list. So I remember liking it, but Andy Lawrence was definitely my least favorite brother. He was like the least attractive. He was like the goofy, awkward, like youngest brother. And, you know, if Joey Lawrence was in a movie, I'm there. If Matthew Lawrence is in a movie, I'm there. Andy Lawrence, I'm like, eh. Um, also Brendan Jefferson, who plays X-Ray and Holes, was in this movie as well. The next movie is The Phantom of the Megaplex from 2000. This is loosely, loosely based on Phantom of the Opera. It's like this kid works in a movie theater and then has all these weird things happen and his siblings are with him and it's just like, you know, him kind of protecting them. The boy, the oldest boy who's working in the movie theater is Taylor Hanley and he plays Patrick, Harley's boyfriend from Dawson's Creek, which I thought was fun. And he also plays a guy in bird box. I think, I don't really remember the guy in bird box that he plays, 
but I think he was maybe a little sketchy because he's got a sketchy face. So I think, uh, I don't know. He's a blonde guy in Bird Box if you've seen it. Um, the next one, or not the next one, um, his little brother in the movie is Jacob Smith, who played Owen Salinger from Party of Five, and then he also went on to play Jake from Cheaper by the Dozen, so that kid had just a nice young career. The next movie is Brink from 1998, starring Eric Von Dutton, aka the love of every 90s girl's lives, and Josh Bryant from Princess Diaries. Um, it's like a skating crew movie. I don't remember that much of this movie, but looking it up, it, like, kind of jogged my memory a little bit. Um... This movie was like something about roller skating and X Games. I really liked that it's inline skating because that is what I like to do inline skate. Um, and this movie was the third original movie. It was the third Disney Channel original movie. This is the first one I remember seeing and I'm pretty sure that it's the first one I remember being advertised. Maybe I saw, I think like Don't Look Under the Bed was the first one and I don't remember anything about that one. And then I don't know what the second one is. Under Wraps maybe? I don't know. But this one was the third one and this is like where Disney Channel original movies started in my memory. So Eric Von Detten also was the voice of Sid in Toy Story and he was also one of the monkeys from Tarzan. He was also a character on So Weird, which like I mentioned earlier, like I've just found it to be a really weird show so I never watched it. Um, Sam Horgan is in this movie. He's the thing, like the first thing in One Tree Hill. He just has like this bad guy face. He kind of reminds me of Drew Seeley and he kind of reminds me of whatever the guy's name is that is, um, Jenna Dewan Tatum's boyfriend in Step Up. He kind of reminds me of him. Christina Vidal is the rocker BFF from Lindsay Lohan's Freaky Friday. She's in this movie. The little sister in this movie is the same little sister as in Smart House. And yeah, I think it's like a fun little movie. It's loosely based on a book. And supposedly this movie inspired a game called Brink that was created in 2011, which was more than 10 years later. Um, and it features rollerblading. So that's cool. I think like when you think Disney Channel original movies, like I feel like this is like one of the first ones that just like this like set the tone for the rest of them I feel like am I alone I don't know the next one is up up and away from 2000 this is a boy that's normal and powerless and he's in a family of superheroes and he has to like save the day basically it's cheesy but it was an all black cast which I think was great and it's it's like a movie you could watch but then maybe like never watch again so it's it's okay. It's decent. Not great. The next one is the 13th year from 1999. This kid starts getting scales on his birthday and he's like turning into a mermaid and he's like, well, merman. Um, and I think it's because like his mom was a mermaid or something. It stars, well, it doesn't star, but David Coulier from Full House is his freaking dad in this movie. He looks the exact same, but he also looks nothing like himself. It's so wild. Go look at it. And then Kristen Stewart also is uncredited, but this is her first movie. She's like a little child in this movie, and it's so wild. And I remember really liking this movie and watching it a bunch of times, like in the beginning when it would like rerun, but then like it kind of fell off. Um, The kid, the main kid in this movie, I don't think he ever went on to do anything, but um, he wasn't the best in my opinion. And I'm always snoring, and it's just what we love to see. 
The next movie is The Ultimate Christmas Present from 2000. This girl finds this like weather machine that belongs to Santa and she ends up making it snow in California and she causes this really bad snowstorm. This movie was dumb. There's like these weird elves that are in it. Santa's really weird in it and the girl, the main girl in this movie is the most annoying character. Like she drives me bananas. But Brenda Song is in this movie. She's the BFF and she, I think is in the most Disney Channel original movies. Like, out of all the girls, I think she's in the most. Like, she's... I'm dubbing her the queen of Disney Channel original movies because she's in so many. Um, she is the BFF. And um, Haley Tad, who is Lizzie McGuire's mom, is in this movie as the mom. Spencer Breslin, again, is the younger brother. And, yeah, it was it was fun the first time because, like they end up creating a snow day in a town that doesn't get snow and that's really exciting but then after that like the the main girl just like grates on my nerves so it takes away from me liking this movie I did really want one of those little weather machines it's like this little egg that you can change the weather and I would like to see what all the other weathers look like I think they do a couple of them when they're first trying it out but I would like one of those little weather machines and I'll just make it sunny every day um the next one, Stuck in the Suburbs from 2004, another Brenda Song BFF moment. This is about a random girl who accidentally gets her phone mixed up with the pop stars. I don't remember this at all, but I think I remember liking it. This also has Danielle Panabaker in it as well. Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie from 2009. She makes a wish that her family is not her family or something like that, or her parents never met or something. And then it's like her trying to, you know, fix it or whatever. I didn't love Wizards of Waverly Place the same way that I loved Hannah Montana. I feel like you were kind of one or the other, and I was definitely Hannah Montana. But I did like Wizards of Waverly Place. I liked Selena Gomez at the time. Selena Gomez now kind of grates on my nerves as well. But I did like – I liked her character. I liked her, like, whatever. And Selena Gomez was busy in 2009 because she was in another movie, which we'll get to higher up in the list. But – she was a little busy bee in 2009. I was graduating from high school and she was making multiple movies. So, love that. Um, the next movie is True Confessions from 2002. This movie, it was about this girl who I think was feeling a little bit like left out, like she wanted some attention. She had a brother who was disabled and she ends up like winning this TV contest or something where they're filming her life or something. And she ends up like obviously realizing like family is so important and whatever. Um, it stars Shia LaBeouf. I think that Shia LaBeouf did a fantastic job as the brother. I haven't seen this movie in eons, so I don't really remember, but I really want to go back and rewatch it because I, I remember him doing a very, very good job. The mom, Mare Winningham, she was Lexi Gray's mom on Grey's Anatomy, so I think that's fun. And yeah, I just really like this movie, and I think it is just like so like... When you have someone in your family who is not, like, neurotypical, who has some sort of disability or something, I feel like it creates, like, whether or not, like, this is, like, fair to say or whatever, I feel like it creates, like, a little bit of, like, a burden or a little bit of, like, an added layer of stress, just added layer of stress onto your lives. And so this movie is, like, her, like, I remember there's, like, times where he gets freaked out about the, the film crew or something, and she's, like, leave him alone, and she's, like, stop, and she, like, is standing up for him and stuff, and I think that she's, like, realizes that, like, he's not a burden to her, and she would gladly take the extra pressure or stress or the extra whatever that he adds to her life because she loves him so much, and I just think it's, like, such a powerful movie, and I think that everyone should watch it. Let me 
rewatch it first before I like really put it out there that everyone should rewatch it. But I think I just remember it being very good. The next movie is The Poof Point from 2001. 2001 was a big year for Taj Maori. I think that's when his other movie came out. I don't feel like looking. But these inventors accidentally make themselves age younger and younger, like Benjamin Button. And eventually they're going to reach a poof point, which is when they didn't even exist anymore. And their kids have to, like, figure out how to fix them and whatever. I'm curious to see how I feel about rewatching this movie. But I remember really liking it. And I remember it just kind of being fun with, like, them acting younger and younger and younger as the whatever went on. Like, I just remember that being really fun. The next movie is the High School Musical movie and its sequels. So High School Musical came out in 2006, High School Musical 2 came out in 2007, and High School Musical 3 Senior Year came out in 2008. I don't know if I've seen High School Musical 3, to be perfectly honest. Um, So I don't have any opinion of that movie because I really don't think I've ever seen it. And it's been a very long time since I've seen High School Musical 2. I don't need to explain High School Musical 1, but High School Musical 2 is when they get summer jobs at a country club. Um, So I have a bunch of notes about this that I think are really fun. First of all, Drew Seeley sings all of Zac Efron's parts in the first movie. I don't know why, because Zac Efron can sing, so I'm really confused as to why he didn't sing his own parts. I don't know what that's about, but um, that's a thing. Um, They filmed this in 24 days, and the soundtrack was recorded in five days. That feels fast to me. That feels quick, like, quick turnaround. I could be wrong. I don't know. Also, Kenny Ortega, I don't know if he produced or directed or what this movie, but he is responsible for this movie. That's how I want to put it. And he's also responsible for Hocus Pocus, for The Cheetah Girls 2, for the whole Descendants, like, franchise. Um, He directed 11 episodes of Gilmore Girls which I think is like random he also did a lot of choreography for movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Dirty Dancing so he's just a really big dude and he's got a lot of shit in a lot of different pots happening I feel like um and then what I think is like the most insane thing is that this film originated with a 1999 script entitled Grease 3 And Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were going to star as the children of Danny Zuko and Sandy Olsen from the 1978 film. So please, for a moment, imagine Britney Spears as their child. Also imagine Justin Timberlake as their child. And then also imagine Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake being siblings in a movie. Can you? Can you picture this in your mind? Um, The plot was virtually the same as High School Musical, but there were a lot of like more Grease similarities. Sharpay's character was the daughter of Betty Rizzo. They tried to get Christina Aguilera for that part. And then his bandmates from NSYNC were going to be also in the movie, probably like the T-Birds sort of situation. And then John Travolta and Olivia Olivia Newton-John were going to cameo their roles. But before they were able to like rewrite the script, um, it was like shelved for a long time and then picked back up in 2004. And by then, producers needed permission from the people that own Grease. So they ended up changing it and this became High School Musical. Is that not the most wild story that you've ever heard? Like, I was so mind blown when I read that. I was like, OMG. So I would like for everyone that watches High School Musical to just picture it as the third Grease movie because it's so 
funny. Um, and then also I think it's interesting that Disney wanted Cassie Steele to play to play Gabriella. Cassie Steele played Manny Santos on Degrassi. We love Manny. We love Degrassi. And um, I just think it's so funny that she could have been. And I could totally see her in that role. I think that Vanessa Hutchins this like launched her career so like good for Vanessa Hutchins but I could totally see Manny in this role High School Musical 2 um gotta go my own way if you don't sing both parts in the car by yourself then we cannot be friends you just have to belt them both out it's great Zach Efron finally does his own singing so that's good and then the fact that I found really interesting about this movie is in the beginning of the movie when they're still in school it's like they're counting down to summer um school was really in session at that school that they filmed at because they only needed it for like a second they didn't need the school for like whatever so there's like kids in the background that actually like went to that school and were just like going about their normal day but then what I think is the most fun is the sheets of paper that they throw in the air during the what time is it musical sequence um are actual assignments from the students that actually went to that school and every single piece of paper had to be individually checked to make sure there was nothing like embarrassing or bad on the papers I think that's so fun because like that happens a lot in movies where they like throw up the papers in the hallway or throw them up down the stairs and it just is like this whole like whatever and like I don't feel like you can actually do that in school but I remember when I was in like middle school or high school that we would throw the papers out the bus window which I know is so bad for the environment it's okay I understand um but we would throw all of our papers from the year we would just like throw them out the window and it would just be like non-stop paper I remember at one point there was, um, like, you couldn't even bring, like, backpacks or something on the bus on the last day of school because they didn't want you to be able to throw paper out the window, and for good reason. So, like, they would sit with a trash bag at every single bus and, like, not let you get on with stuff. So, if you wanted to bring something home, you had to bring it home, like, before the last day of school. But um, I think, it like, the sentiment is still there. Like, it's just, like, throwing up your papers in the air and just being like, hooray! Like, I think that's even bigger than, like, throwing your cap and gown. Or your cap and gown. Throwing your cap when you're at graduation. Like, I think, like, the throwing of the paper is just, like, so, like, we're done. Like, fuck this shit. Like, we're out of here. Like, I just think it's so fun. So I think it's so fun for those kids that even though they didn't get to throw their papers, that somebody else was throwing their assignments and was just like, it's summer like fuck it so yeah I really I like the high school musical movies but I like a lot of movies more I also wasn't the I don't think like the dynamic that they were looking for or is that what I'm saying the dynamic I wasn't the target the target audience for those movies um I was I mean 2006 I was almost done with high school so I wasn't still really like watching the Disney channel anymore um I obviously watched these when they came out of course but I just wasn't watching them anymore and um I wasn't the target audience so I think it's understandable that these are high up but they're not all the way up the next one is Cadet Kelly from 2002 this is Hilary Duff's Disney channel original movie she is a fascination sent to a fashionista what am I saying sent to her stepfather's military school I will never ever as long as I live forget the fashion drab to totally fab and the uh, 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 no yes 
like whatever from the trailer. Um, this also starred Christy Carlson Romano, which I loved the dynamic between the two of them. And then Sean Ashmore, who plays Christy's boyfriend. He is the guy who plays Bobby in the X-Men movies. He is also in this. And I liked the characters, but the movie, like, it's a military school. Like, they are flipping around fake guns. It's just dumb. I don't really, I don't care about your combat training or what the fuck ever. Like, I like this movie because I like Hilary Duff. I like this movie because I like Christy Carlson Romano, but I don't like this movie for any of, like, what it's about. It's just, like, not good. The next one is A Ring of Endless Light from 2002. It's based on the book by Madeline Langle. She is the person who wrote um, A Wrinkle in Time. I owned this book and then I don't think I own it anymore. Also, I, A Wrinkle in Time is not a good book. Like, I don't know I don't know who made that book what it is because it's not good. It was very difficult to get through. I DNF'd it, and it's literally, like, maybe 100 pages, and I had to DNF it because I could not suffer through it. Anyway, this one might be better because I liked this movie. It's about this girl who's visiting her grandfather who's dying over the summer, and then she's also, like, studying dolphins for, like, some sort of research assignment. Um... It was originally set to star Kristen Storms, which she was really trying to make a play for DCOM Queen, but she wasn't, unfortunately. And then it ended up starring Misha Barton. Ryan Merriman is in this movie. Ryan Merriman is probably right up there with the Lawrence Brothers. He probably is like the king of Disney Channel original movies, to be honest, because Ryan Merriman does these movies by himself. He doesn't have his brothers to like fall back on kind of thing. And like he is like he was like the cute boy. Like I think, um, Matthew Lawrence maybe was, um, the same age, but I think that Joseph, Joey Lawrence, I think he was older. So back in the day, like we weren't like crushing on like old men. Like now when we watch it back, it's like, Oh, Joey Lawrence. Okay. What's up? But like back in the day, like you were wanting like the high school boy and like Ryan Merriman was that high school boy. So he's in this movie. He pops up a ton on this list. And I think it's funny because all of his movies are way up on my list. Um, And then Jared Padalecki, is that how you say his name? He played Dean on Gilmore Girls and all that, Supernatural. He, I think, is the boyfriend of Misha Barton, and then she ends up with Ryan Merriman. You know, how those love triangles work on Disney shows. And then the little sister in this movie is Kyra from Reba. I really liked these movies. I thought, or this movie, I thought it was cute. The next movie is Princess Protection Program from 2009. This is the second movie that Selena Gomez was working on. And then Demi Lovato is also in this movie. And it's exactly what it sounds like. There's this princess and she's hiding in Louisiana. And that's it. Um, I thought it was really cute. This is where we get one and the same. And um, I always love movies where it's like a princess and a pauper sort of situation or whatever, where they're like having to understand each other's like whatever's. I always think that those are great. Um, and this was no exception. And I think it especially was great because like Selena Gomez's character and the dad were both like very like we fish and we get muddy and we wear jeans and like those kind of things. So I think it was great. I think it's funny that originally they were cast to be the opposite. Selena Gomez was supposed to be the princess and Demi Lovato was supposed to be the down to earth girl and they switched it and thank God because this movie would not have been the same if they would have flipped it. Um, also Jamie Chung is in this movie. She was on the real world San Diego and she's been in a ton of stuff since real world San Diego was one of the best real world seasons. It had Brad, it had Cameron Eubanks, who's on Southern charm. It had Robin, who's like a hooligan on the challenge. Um, it just had like the best people. So 
I love that Jamie Chung is now like an actress. She's in a ton of stuff and she doesn't age so she can be in literally whatever she wants. She's gorgeous. She also is married to Brian Greenberg who is Jake Jagielski from One Tree Hill and they are adorable. Go look up pictures of the two of them. They are a beautiful couple. I love them so much. The next one is 16 Wishes from 2010. This is a movie starring Debbie Ryan and I mentioned this if you listened I have no idea why you would, but if you listen to my whole little free library two and a half hour long podcast from last week, then this is the book I was talking about, like 16, Sweet 16 or something, and then I was saying that they made a Disney Channel movie that was very similar. It was this. This is what I was talking about. It technically wasn't a Disney Channel original movie. It aired on, um, I think, whatever ABC Family was or whatever at the time. Um, although it says Disney Channel, so I'm really confused on what it aired. I don't really know. I don't know how this worked, but I don't know why, like, Debbie Ryan was a Disney Channel star, so it makes sense that she would be, I don't know, okay? I don't know. Um, but anyway, this girl gets 16 wishes on her 16th birthday, and it obviously doesn't go as planned, and she ends up, you know, appreciating the life that she has kind of thing. Um, Jean-Luc Billudo, I don't know how to say his name. He is the daddy on the show Baby Daddy on Freeform. He is like the boy that she's dating or something, I think, in this movie. And I love him so much. Baby Daddy is such a good show. If you have not seen it, it is great. The next movie is Gotta Kick It Up from 2004. Si se puede. Um, this is about a school dance team that gets a new coach. She's white and they're all Latina and it's great. This is also based on a true story. Um, the dance coach, Susan Egan, was the voice of Meg from Hercules. So we love that. And then this is like America Ferreira's like first movie, basically. I think she did like one thing before this, but this was like her intro to the world. I didn't like her in this movie. I didn't like her in The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I just don't like America Ferreira, but like more power to her. I really love the girl who played Daisy, the main character in this movie, but she doesn't really go on to do a whole lot. Like she's in stuff, but like it's all random Nothing that I've seen or care about. Um, but this movie was really fun. Like, the dance sequences were really fun. It was it was kind of like Bring It On, but with, like, Latina girls. And I really loved that. I think it was really cute. The next two movies are Horse Sense from 1999 and Jumping Ship from 2001. These are freaking classics. And these are the Lawrence Brothers bread and butter. Um... Horse Sense is about this like spoiled rich dude that has his younger cousin come and visit and then he basically ignores him the whole time and so his parents end up sending him to work on his cousin's ranch for a month and it's like to get him to appreciate like the simple things you know like he has to get up at the crack of dawn and he has to do hard labor and things like that. Um, It stars Joey and Andy Lawrence so Joey Lawrence is literally in everything like he was on Melissa and Joey he was in like a movie with Melissa John Hart that was similar to the Melissa and Joey show it's like my fake fiance which was great I always for also forget that he's the voice of Oliver from Oliver and Company like can you even um and then Andy Lawrence Andy Lawrence is the voice of TJ Detweiler the backwards hat like main kid from Recess and then Matthew Lawrence makes a cameo in this. He's, like, in the background of one of the scenes. And um, it also said that in one of the scenes in the background, Brink is playing, which I think is great because this was, like, a year after Brink or something. So that makes sense. And then Jumping Ship is the sequel. And all three of the brothers are, like, actually in this movie. Um, they are on a boat, and they end up being chased by a pirate ship and end up on a desert 
deserted island. And then Matthew Lawrence ends up being um, this guy on the island that, like, they're with or whatever. I haven't seen these movies in so long, but I want to rewatch them so badly because they were everything. Um, I think it's really funny that Matthew Lawrence's name on this movie is Jake Hunter. And previously on Boy Meets World, his name was Jack Hunter. So they clearly, like, took that over. So those are... Such fun movies. If you haven't seen them, I highly recommend. The next movie is The Color of Friendship from 2000. I love this movie so much. I used to watch it so often. It is about a white South African girl who does a foreign exchange student program. And she's thinking she's going to end up with a white American family. And she ends up with a black American family. And the black American girl that she ends up with is expecting a black South African girl. So they definitely are not expecting what they get. And it takes a little while for them to appreciate each other. Um, It takes place in 1977 and it was based on a true story. And this is... Um, the only education I ever got about the apartheid in South Africa. So there's that. Um, Lindsay Hahn, who is the white girl, the main girl in this movie, she goes on to play Hadley Hale in True Blood. She's Suki's cousin. And then Shadia Simmons, who was the black girl in this movie, she's in multiple Disney Channel original movies, including the second Xenon movie. She, like, subs in for Raven Simone for a little bit. So, um, yeah, these girls were great, and this movie was great. And it was the first time watching a movie that I was, like, learning something, I feel like. This is, like, the first time I really remember, like, watching something for fun, but, like, learning something in the process. The next movie is Quince from 2000. This is Kimberly J. J. Brown and her parents end up having Quince when she's a teenager and havoc ensues. I used to love this movie. I love the idea of big families and like the juggling of five babies at a time is so fun to me. It's like fascinating and then it grows out to be a nanny. It's fine. Um, I just really like, I like the idea of like how you have to change all of their diapers in a row and how you have to feed them all in a row and like those kind of things I used to work in the infant room of a of a preschool so I know like that vibe for sure but I just think I just remember being so fascinated with this movie um there's a teeny tiny Jake Epstein on this movie who plays Craig from Degrassi and um yeah I don't know I just thought it was really good I really liked it and the infants I found out Infants are only allowed to work 15 minutes at a time, which is super interesting. They're only allowed to work 15 minutes a day. So they had to hire 20 different babies to play the quince, and I fucking love that. That's so funny. Like, imagine being like, oh, yeah, like, I was one of the quince on quince. And they're like, which one? Well, I was, like, baby 1A and blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I just think it's hilarious. The next one is motocross. So this next couple, like, I feel like these – this – era like I feel like 2000s is really like the era obviously this went on for like whatever however many years I don't know like but I feel like right around like 2002 is when things were good like 2001 2002 like that's when things like those couple of years I feel like is like really like the peak Disney Channel movies so motocross from 2001 was about a girl who ends up standing in for her brother in a motocross competition very 12th night um I found out that this movie provided inspiration for she's the man which came out in 2006 so that's fun because obviously like she's the man is based on 12th night but this movie even more so like propelled that movie so I think that's fun um 
This movie was so good. I remember loving this movie so much. Um, Riley Smith, who is the love interest, he was in a ton of stuff, but he played Riley in 90210. He was in True Blood. He was in Nashville. I think he's always like the bad guy kind of. Like in this movie, he's not a bad guy. I don't think he's a good guy because he's the guy that she likes, but um, you know, whatever. And then Mary Margaret Humes plays the mom. You love to see it. She was Dawson's mom on Dawson's Creek. So that was super fun to like, I remember that, but then I forgot. And then I re-remembered. And then I found it interesting. The girl actually had to cut her beautiful blonde hair. Like absolutely not catch me next time. I would never. So this movie was so great. I loved it so much. I used to watch it all the time. And then same with double teamed from 2002. Um, I have no idea why I love this movie. I don't like basketball, but I just really love this movie. Um, it's about these two girls that are super tall and they play basketball and they have pretty good basketball skills and their dad ends up making them go to a different school so they can get noticed for their basketball skills. And they both end up going on to the WNBA. It's based on a true story. There's a real Heather and Heidi Burge and I just really love this movie. I have absolutely no idea why. Also, Till Redman was their, like, frenemy and then friend in this movie. And I used to be so obsessed with her. I love people that have raspy voices. Hello, Sophia Bush. And I later went on and watched Gilmore Girls. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why do I know her? She plays Louise on Gilmore Girls. So I absolutely loved her. I think she's a big part of the reason why I like this movie. I don't know. But I just remember adoring this movie. The next movie is Cowbells from 2006. This is with Ali and AJ Mishalaka. I don't know how to say their name, but you know who I'm talking about. Sisters, again. Um, They are these, like, wealthy teenage girls who are, like, you know, planning, like, this big party. And they end up having to, like, work to save their family business. And they end up putting their own money into it and things like that. It's just very good. It's like Material Girls, which is with Haley and Hilary Duff, which came out in August of the same year. This movie came out in March. So this movie did it first. I remember liking Material Girls enough because Hilary Duff was in it, obviously. But it's funny to me. It's funny to me how stuff like this happens where two of the very, very, very same thing comes out. How do people know? Like, how does that happen? What? It's not. It can't be a coincidence. Like, there has to be something that's going on that... Like, there must have been, like, a story or something that happened that people were like, oh, like, let's write a movie. And then, like, it takes the same amount of time to write and film a movie and then ends up coming out, like, the same thing. Because I feel like this happens a lot. And I can't think of another example right now. I feel like I thought of this example once when I was looking through some of these movies. But I can't think of the other one I was thinking of. But I feel like it happens a lot where it's, like, there are these two very, very similar movies that come out. Okay, like, um... Friends with Benefits and just, or what, what is it called? Let me see. Let me see when those came out because I feel like those were like very like back to back, um, those two movies. So Friends with Benefits came out, Friends with Benefits came out in 2011 and then No Strings Attached, which was the better of the two, thank you so much, also came out in 2011. So... Like, how does that happen? This came out in January, so I would imagine that this one came out first. I think it did um, because Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher are way supreme. Sorry, sorry. Um, Friends with Benefits came out. That came out in January. Friends with Benefits came out in July. So that's what I'm saying. So situations like that. Those movies are so similar. So similar. And they both came out in the same year. How does that happen? 
How do two movies come out at the same time that are about the same thing? I don't understand. I need, I need to deep dive into this because it's very, very curious to me. Um, anyway, I really liked this movie and there's a baby Michael Trevino who plays Tyler in Vampire Diaries in this movie. And I just think it's cute. I always love movies where the girls are like kind of spoiled, kind of whatever. Molly, you are killing me with these snores. They're kind of spoiled, kind of whatever. And, um they like go on to like learn these big life lessons and they're actually like really good people and we love to see it the next movie is the luck of the irish from 2001 this is another one that i vividly remember seeing previews for where he's like oh saints preserve us or something like i just remember it um this has ryan merriman as well and um i just like this came out in March of 2001 for St. Patrick's Day, and it's the highest rated decom ever on premiere night, and it's still played every single St. Patrick's Day. It is about this kid who finds out he's a descendant from leprechauns, and he loses his luck, and it's just really fun. It's just a fun movie. Again, it has basketball, and I don't like basketball, but I just really love this movie. I don't think anybody can watch this movie and not just, like, kind of enjoy it, even though it's kind of cheesy. Like, it's still just good. It's just a very good fun, lighthearted St. Patrick's Day movie, and there's just not any of those, so this one does it. The next one is Pixel Perfect from 2004. This movie. This kid creates a holograph of essentially, like, the perfect girl to join their band because they can't find a bandmate. Let me just start with the fact that I was obsessed with Ricky Ullman, but now he goes by Ravi Ullman, which I guess is his real name. Um, He was the kid from Phil of the Future, which was a terrible show, but that's the reason why we all watched it was because he was adorable. There was a boy that I was in love with in middle school that looked just like him, and oh my god, like, he was so adorable. This movie, like, oh, so adorable. And then in this movie, he, like, wears glasses, and he's just, like, a hard little worker, and it's just so cute. Oh my gosh. Um, Leah Pipes, who plays Samantha, which, obviously, I love that the main character's name was Samantha. Um, or, like, the girl in this movie, whatever, her name was Samantha. She played Camille on the originals, and um, I just freaking love this movie. Uh, nothing's wrong with me. Like, let's talk about the music. So iconic. I freaking loved it. Um, I always like, I always like, for some reason, those, like, building uh, the perfect person things. Like, I feel like they do that, they do that in magazines sometimes where they're like, we'll take, like, this person's lips and this person's eyes and this person's whatever. And, like, that's kind of what this is. It's, like, building the perfect girl. And, um, but she's, like, holograph. So she's not actually alive. She's not actually, like, whatever. Um, but it was really good and I really liked it. And I think it dealt with some, like, hard topics because I think Samantha ends up kind of, hurting herself a little bit um I think she ends up in the hospital I haven't seen it in a long time but I really loved this movie the next movie is Smart House from 1999 this is one of the very best Ryan Merriman was so fantastic like this was peak Disney Channel original movies um this is one that even now even if it's cheesy I think everybody should go back and watch it if they haven't seen it because it was just so cool for the time like it is just like the most awesome it's like very like blank check like blank check like when he like just like has all this money and he just does all this stuff and you're just like oh my god that's amazing it's like the same thing where like they live in this house that is like a smart house it's like technologically advanced to help with like their every needs and it's like the dream house it's like oh my god like I want a house that makes me breakfast in the morning I want a house that like 
plays movies on screens. I'll like, I, you know what I mean? Like I want a house that can just like vacuum up its own messes. Like it's fantastic. Um, Ryan Merriman also was in Pretty Little Liars, if you didn't know. Brie Larson auditioned to be the little sister, but she wasn't. It was the same little sister from Brink. Kathy Seagal is the house slash Pat, and she goes on to play in Sons of Anarchy. Kevin Kilner was the dad, and he also played Austin's dad in Cinderella, a Cinderella story. He played Evan's dad on Greek. He played Peyton's dad on One Tree Hill. He is just, like, the quintessential dad. And then C'est La Vie from Bewitched, a classic. Like, this movie was just everything it was so so good I loved it so much the next one is get a clue from 2002 amazing fantastic we love it this was Lindsay Lohan at her peak this girl goes like Harriet the spy to solve a missing persons case and it was so good Brenda Song was the BFF in this movie as well Bug Hall is the boy who plays um like the love interest he's alfalfa in the Little Rascals. Like, it's so wild. Um, Charles Shaughnessy is also in this, the guy from The Nanny. And apparently, Lindsay Lohan had a three-movie contract with Disney. So it was this movie, Life Size and the Parent Trap. And with this movie, she, like, fulfilled her contract with them. So, yeah. I This movie I used to watch all the time. And I never had any interest in being a spy or anything like that. But just, like, all their gadgets and, like, the way that they're doing all their stuff or whatever, I was in it. The next movie is The Cheetah Girls. So Cheetah Girls from 2003, Cheetah Girls 2 from 2006, and Cheetah Girls 1 World from 2008. I am 99% sure I've never seen Cheetah Girls 1 World, so I don't know. And Cheetah Girls 2, honestly, is not that good. But Cheetah Girls holds it all. It just holds it all on its shoulders. It is fine. I don't need to explain this. They're a girl group trying to win a demo. There's lots of singing, and the songs are great. Cinderella, um what is it called? The one at the end when they're, uh, you know, oh, Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters, whatever. Like, it's just, it's just fantastic and we freaking love it. Speaking of what we freaking love, Descendants. I cannot love a series more. I, I was obsessed with these movies. I'm obsessed with the songs. Like, these movies are everything to me and this is like way past the time when I'm the target audience for these movies, but I freaking love them. Descendants came out in 2015. Descendants 2 came out in 2017 and Descendants 3 came out in 2019. Um, this is a story about the children of Disney villains. It has Dove Cameron, Sophia Bush, Sophia Carson, not Sophia Bush, Cameron Boyce and Boo Boo Stewart in it. Um, these movies were everything. I love them so much. I don't care if they're cheesy. I don't care if they're silly. They're so good. Um, the exterior and some of the interior of art on prep is the same as the school in the X-Men 2, X-Men United, which I think is funny because we have a movie night at my brother's house every week and we just worked our way through all the X-Men movies and I was watching it and I was like, <gasps> what? Boo Boo Stewart was one of the X-Men in X-Men Days of Future Past, which is wild to me and then also so was Lana Condor but that's a whole separate thing Lana Condor from 12 the boys I love before she was in the X-Men movies which I think is amazing um this is considered the most popular and most successful Disney Channel original movie of the 2010s which we love we love that um and then I also have to talk about the music and all of them so rotten to the core and if only were the shit Descendants 2 this is when um, Dove Cameron and Thomas Doherty started dating. I was obsessed with their relationship. It makes me so sad that they're not together anymore. They broke up last year. I don't want to talk about it. I freaking love them together and I'm really sad. Um, 
the songs in this movie were it. Like, this soundtrack was the superior of all three. Um, Ways to be Wicked, What's My Name, Chillin' Like a Villain, Space Between, It's Going Down. Like, the best soundtrack. And then Good to Be Bad, Queen of Mean, and Night Falls from the third one. And it's funny because I remember watching the third one and I was like, this one's not going to be very good. Like, there's no way. There's no way that they can make it as good. And I would honestly say that the second and third are better than the first. And the second and third are very close. Like, they're very close together. It was very good. Like, if you haven't seen these movies, you know, just go have a whatever just go watch them you'll enjoy it um it did make me kind of sad because the first movie I watched the first descendants I watched with the first family that I nannied for I was babysitting them when it came out and we watched it together and then I was babysitting them again when the second one came out and we watched it together and then when the third one came out they are in Singapore now so we weren't able to watch it together but I messaged them and I was like oh my gosh the third one you know whatever so it was everything, and I love them so, so much. They're so, like, I can listen to these soundtracks, like, on repeat all the time. They're one of my most listened to soundtracks, like, ever. The next one is My Date with the President's Daughter from 1998. This is Will Friedle. He falls for the President's Daughter. They go on a date. Elizabeth Harnois um, is the girl in this movie, and she plays Missy on Boy Meets World. She's the girl that Corey kisses when Topanga is sick. At the party, you remember? Yes. Um, so I think it's funny that she was on Boy Meets World and then she was in this movie with Wilfred Out. This is another wonderful world of Disney movie. So it's technically not a Disney Channel original movie, but it's the same freaking thing. Um, I think it's very interesting that Danielle Fischel auditioned for the role of Hallie. How weird would that have been? Like, if Danielle Fischel and Wilfred Out had to play, like, love interests, this movie would not have been the same. And Danielle Fischel was like the babe of the time like she was who everybody wanted to be for sure hands down but like this movie would not have been the same if she played that character because it would have just felt weird I think anyway and then there's also the iconic pink Betsy Betsy Johnson dress that every girl wanted and no one can pull off the same way so this movie was amazing if you haven't seen it go watch it the next one is Life Size from 2000. Um, this girl accidentally casts a spell on a Barbie doll trying to bring back her mom and she ends up bringing Tyra Banks to life. Um, this is Lindsay Lohan, Tyra Banks, and this was another wonderful world of Disney. I owned this movie. It was fantastic. There's just so many one-liners and I just love it. The next one is Model Behavior from 2000. This movie... I never hear anyone talking about this movie, but this movie was amazing. It's these two girls. One is a model and one is a regular teenager and they switch places because they look just like each other. How that happens, I don't know. Um, The girl who plays both girls, Maggie Lawson, looks just like Alicia Silverstone, even though she's not. Um, Justin Timberlake is in this movie, which is hilarious and then Daniel Clark who plays Sean from Degrassi is the little brother in this movie this movie was like I think I need to go watch this movie I think that's the one I need to go watch go watch because this movie was so good it's so so good go watch it it's amazing the next one is Xenon the girl of the 21st century from 1999 Xenon the sequel from 2001 and Xenon Z3 from 2004 these movies are amazing like Xenon, hands down, is, like, one of the, like, the first thing that pops in my head when I think about my favorite Disney Channel original movie. Their perfection, like, if you're living under a rock, these movies are about people that live on a space station set in the future. 
The first one takes place in 2049. The next one takes place in 2051. And the next one takes place in 2054. Um, It's so fun because it's like us picturing it's like not what like 2021 picturing what it would be like in 2049 imagine in the 90s picturing what 2049 would look like like it's so wild um and these movies are just so so good they're so cool they're so well done they're so like the costumes like everything about these movies is just so fun like the little plastic discs that they use like the little, like, solar solitaire thing, their beds, like, just, like, everything about these movies is just so awesome. I loved it. Um, Xenon is, like, a troublemaker. Like, she's always up to shit in all the movies. Christian Storms plays Xenon. Raven Simone plays Nebula most of the time. She's not in the second movie, but same thing. Um, and I just freaking love them. Supernova Girl is amazing. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Um, they're just they're just so good. They're so good. And I think all three of them are good, honestly. The third one is a little ridiculous, a little bit, but there's still stuff about the third one that I really like. Their little cars that they drive, their little pod race thing that they drive, like those are fun. Um, There's still elements of that movie that I think are fun and the costumes just get better from each movie on. So I really like them. And also, this is not a new to me fact, but maybe it's a new to you fact. Kristen Storms does the voice for Bonnie and Kim Possible. If you didn't know, now you know. And I just freaking love these movies so much. Like they're absolutely 100%. Like the if somebody says Disney Channel original movie, what's your favorite? This is what pops up. However, there's one more that's better than these. The number one Disney Channel original movie, even though technically it aired on like ABC Family, Wonderful World of Disney, whatever, is Wish Upon a Star from 1996. This movie is incredible. This is the movie that I've seen the most times for sure. It is about a younger sister and an older sister who switch places. Baby Katherine Heigl is in this movie. Um, I think Danielle Harris, Harris or something is the younger sister. And um, this movie is just so good. It's so good. It's like a Freaky Friday moment between sisters, which is way more relatable than a Freaky Friday moment between your mom and you. And this movie was absolutely everything. I loved it so much. It was so good. It was it was so good. It was so good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. This is my absolute number one. I understand that it's not technically a Disney Channel original movie, but this is my number one with a bullet, hands down, the best Disney Channel original movie that there is. And it's from 1996. Like, this is the oldest one on the list, I think. And it's the best. I fucking love it. So... Those are my thoughts on Disney Channel movies. Those are the ones that I have seen. I plan to go through the ones I haven't seen and maybe that's something that I'll do instead of like Halloween movies and stuff this year because I really have no desire to watch more Halloween movies. Um, Maybe I'll go through and watch Disney Channel original movies and we can talk about the ones that I haven't seen and we'll put those on a list. Um, I also might rewatch some of these movies and see how I feel about them, rewatching them, see kind of what holds up and what doesn't. I might do that as well um I love Disney I love Disney animated movies I love Disney Channel original movies I love Disney series I love all things Disney so I can always be down to watch some Disney content at all times so I think that this might be something that I do it's up in the air if I'm gonna do anything sort of Christmassy 
in December or whatever, but I think I definitely will consider this as something that I'm going to do in the future, maybe instead of Halloween sort of things. So, um, I would love to know what your top, like, five movies are. Um, I think, I think it always fluctuates. I think if I had to do this, like, without looking, I think we talked about this one time on, like, Twitter or something, and I think I said, like, get a clue, Xenon, and Smart House, and so I think, like, this is staying true to my ranking, like, Typically, like, Xenon is at the top, Smart House is very high up there, and Get a Clue is very high up there, and then, um, when I add in The Wonderful World of Disney, I add in Wish Upon a Star, and Model Behavior, and Life Size, and My Date with the President's Daughter, and then The Descendants movies are up there, The Cheetah Girls movies are up there, so I feel like this is pretty true to my taste as a whole. I don't think this has changed in any sort of way, so... Yeah, um, let me know what yours are. You can email me at said at gmail.com. I cannot wait to argue about the best of the best. Um, and then, yeah, maybe stay tuned for me to rewatch some of these in the future. And, um, yeah, again, I got this idea from Sarah at Sockbun Studios. She also has some scrunchies and things that are kind of the same, um, like, she has, like, a My Date with the President's Daughter scrunchie, I think. She has, like, a So Weird scrunchie. She has some of those. So, if you want a Disney Channel original movie theme scrunchie, you can go get one from her. But, yeah, that is all I have to say about these movies. I hope that you then go have to rewatch some of these because you're like, oh, my God, I forgot all about them. So, until next time, friends. Ciao!